right. Good morning, Faith Church. Hey, it's good to see you guys here. Welcome to Faith Church. My name is Steve Husky. I'm the lead pastor, and it's a privilege to have you guys here. I know a lot of people are home watching, and uh, man, it's great to have you tuning in. Most of all, I want to show some love to our Faith Church family in Lawrenceburg. Let's welcome them. Good to have you guys in the house. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. If I could have your attention, please, this is your captain speaking. We are currently flying at 30,000 feet at a wind speed of 400 miles per hour. We are currently going to face some storms on our journey, but don't worry. We will arrive with a headwind, headwind behind us to our destination of Nashville on time. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the service. In just a few minutes, they'll be coming around to give you a snack and a beverage. We'll get you there on time where it's windy, chilly, 25 degrees at your destination. Come on, somebody. For all of you that have flown, you know there are times that the captain chimes in and gives us some information, lets us know about where we're headed, lets us know about what it's like there, gives us some information about what we're going to experience in the journey, some refreshments, maybe some storms, maybe some turbulence. But the captain is there to make sure that you get to your destination and that you have the information needed to get there. And I love, man, the captain, he'll chime in in the beginning, and he may chime in depending on how long the journey is and how long, um, how long you're traveling, maybe some things you experience in the, ear, in the air. From time to time, the captain will chime in, and he'll always chime in again when you land. And I just started thinking, you know, man, to have that, that voice in your ear giving you the information you need through your journey when you travel on a plane, I thought, man, for me, how... how how helpful would it be for me if I had that kind of information in my spiritual journey? That as I live my life, as I, as I go where God's calling me to go, as I fulfill what I feel like God has for me and in my life, as I'm a dad, as I'm a husband, as I'm a pastor, like as I live my life, I wonder like, man, it would be so helpful to have that kind of information in my ear, giving me instruction, letting me know what's ahead, letting me know where I'm headed. Like that would be helpful. What about you? Wouldn't, wouldn't you like to have that kind, of, that kind of insight, that kind of information coming down from your captain? The good news is, as we step into week three of this series we started several weeks ago entitled 767, the good news is, is that kind of voice from your captain is available. In fact, we find it in the life of this guy that we've been looking at for the last several weeks. His name is Abraham. Abraham is this guy in the Old Testament. He captures the title as the father of faith because he emulates for us as Christ followers, as people of faith, what it really looks like to follow God, to trust God, to hear his word and, and obey it just in the simplicity of just really knowing who he is and loving him. And so where we started in this series several weeks ago in 767 is we started talking about not just who Abraham is, but Abraham comes on the scene and we find out that God has a journey for him. And we found out in week one, what we said is that sometimes we have to leave what's comfortable if we're going to make it to our destination. Because I believe for every one of us in this room, God has great things for you in 2019. But you can't stay where you are and experience what God has for you. We've got to leave what's comfortable. We've got to leave what's familiar. Sometimes we've got to leave family. Sometimes we've got to leave old habits of faith to get where God has for us. And so week two, last week, we talked about in order to get there, we got to pack light. Everybody shout pack light. pack light. We got to pack light. There is some stuff that was with us in the last season. There were some relationships. There were some friendships 
There were some attitudes, there were some habits that can't go with us in 2019. You got to unpack that stuff. You got to pack light in 2019. And so today, for a few minutes, what I want to do is I want to talk about this idea the same way that we got to leave what's comfortable to get to our destination, and we got to pack light to get to our destination. Today, I want to talk about the voice that's available to all of us to help us get to our destination. Again, it starts right with this guy by the name of Abraham. If you jump all the way to the beginning of his story where if you were here in week one, we introduced Genesis chapter 12. That's when Abraham really kind of steps on the scene of Scripture. And it says this, these simple words open up the story of Abraham. The Lord had said to Abram, Abram, we're going to need you to uh, leave what's familiar, leave what's comfortable. We have a new destination in mind. Come on. God showed up and spoke a word to Abram that moved him from where he was to where God had for him. He had to leave what was familiar, leave what was comfortable, but it started with a word. And if you follow the life of Abraham over 40 years, over about 20 chapters, you find that God spoke to Abraham and his wife, Sarah, about 20 times over 40 years, which means God didn't speak to him constantly, but God did speak to him consistently. God wasn't always in his ear, but when he needed a word, when he needed instruction, when he needed encouragement, when he needed a warning, God was there. His captain was there to give him the information that he needed if he was willing to pay attention to his captain. And so, again, we follow in the story of Abraham, this guy, again, really, he's older in life. He's 75 years old at this point that we just read. God comes and whispers a promise to him that at this point, him and his wife, Sarah, who's 65, they're past the age of childbearing. But God tells him a promise that he's going to still give Abraham in his later years of life a child. And not just any child, but really through his family line, ultimately, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, is born through the family lineage of Abraham, which is one of the reasons why he holds such importance. And so, again, his journey starts with a word. Again, think about this. Wouldn't life be better? Wouldn't life be easier? How would your life change? How would your life adjust if you had a voice available to you in difficult times and challenging times, when you needed information about your destination, am I going the right direction? Am I doing the right thing? When you needed wisdom to know how to handle something and, and what to say, when you needed a warning maybe to back up or, or to dive in, wouldn't it be helpful if we had that kind of information available to us the same way Abraham had to him throughout his life? The good news is we do. In fact, John chapter 14, verse 26 is a phenomenal verse. I would just, I don't issue this challenge very often, but I would just throw down the gauntlet today for all of you in Lawrenceburg, for all of you here in Florence. I would throw down the gauntlet if you've never done this before to memorize this verse of scripture. Because this is an incredible promise that Jesus gives his followers, that gives people of faith. And notice what he says. He says, but when the Father sends the advocate, my representative, come on, every voice here, read it. That is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. Now, I want you to notice, just, just real quick for a second, Jesus is, has been, Jesus is born as the Messiah. He's born as the Savior, as God's Son. He comes on a rescue mission to rescue humanity. But during his life on earth for 33 and a half years, 
There are three and a half years that he has an incredible teaching and healing ministry, teaching all kinds of things about who God is, about what God is like, changing and reshaping all of these misunderstandings. Um, He comes and he teaches about the kingdom of God. He comes and teaches us about responsibility, about heaven and about hell, about accountability, about life, about choices, about love. He comes and teaches about grace and mercy and truth. And during three and a half years, he does all of this. And at the end, he's getting ready to do what he came to do, which is to die on the cross of Calvary. But he knows, man, his disciples have gotten very used to having him around. And so they're nervous at the thought of him leaving. And so he gives them this promise. And he starts the promise by saying, hey, don't worry, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm not just going to leave you here and go back to heaven and abandon you and leave you alone. He says, instead, I'm going to leave you, come on, the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is just who God's presence is. The difference between really Jesus and the Holy Spirit is this idea that Jesus came to fulfill the plan of salvation for us. The Holy Spirit came to fulfill the plan of salvation in us. Jesus came to die our death. The Holy Spirit came to apply Christ's life. Jesus came to do something for us. The Holy Spirit came to do something in and through us. Jesus came to make salvation available. The Holy Spirit came to make salvation applicable. Jesus came to show us the kingdom. The Holy Spirit came to grow in us the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Jesus came, and he was temporary, but the Holy Spirit is here forever. And Jesus was here for a select few, for his followers, for a group of people. The Holy Spirit is here for every single person on the face of planet Earth that calls Jesus Savior. Come on, somebody. Which means when Jesus said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, he's speaking to every person in Lawrenceburg. He's speaking to every person in Florence, every person watching online. If you've given your life to Jesus, you ain't there yet. You're not perfect yet. But you have the voice of your captain, the Holy Spirit, who will teach you and remind you. This is your captain speaking. Think about this for a minute if you're taking notes. Reminding is old information, and teaching is new information. This is what Jesus said the Holy Spirit would do, is that he would would remind, he would teach you, and he would remind you of the things that I already taught you. Again, reminding is old information, and teaching is new information. This is, I think this is phenomenal, just real quick for a second, because sometimes we can get in the place where we think we have it all figured out, where we think we've nailed it, like we, we, we know enough of the Bible, we know enough of Jesus, and like we're there. I just want you to know, here's what's crazy, is these guys who were with Jesus day and night for three and a half years, can you imagine? With him day and night for three and a half years, after they experienced all of the things he taught, Jesus said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. And yeah, he's going to remind you of things I've already taught you, but he's going to teach you stuff I didn't even have time to teach you yet, which means we should always be learning and growing in our faith. And he made it possible to all of us through the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's what's really cool. When we talk about that he comes to remind us. Everybody say, remind us. He comes to remind us. Jesus said the Holy Spirit, when he comes, when he comes to my, my followers, when he comes to people of faith, when he comes to Christ's followers, he said part of the work of the Holy Spirit, part of the voice of your captain is to remind you. Come on, say it again, to remind you. If you're taking notes, this is so big, not just a chronicle of events, but a context for events. 
This is so big, which means this, that when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, and some of you in this room, you're going to know what I'm talking about. God doesn't just give us like, a, like you're just driving down the road and a random scripture comes to mind or a random principle comes to mind or something maybe you remembered in a message comes to mind. What he does is he, he has a way of taking the principles of God's word and applying it specifically to our life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you're getting ready to make a decision and God comes and gives you wisdom or you're getting ready to make a bad decision and the Holy Spirit will warn you. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Where the Holy Spirit will come and whisper to you in the moment about your situation and about your life. Because again, he's not just throwing out just past history. He's giving us context. He, he's making sure that, that, our, that, our, that, our, that, that, his, that his plan in our life is real and tangible. And this is so big because I want you to know that there are times in all of our spiritual journey where you can be in the middle of the moment and miss it. Where you can be in the middle of a season and not realize really what God's doing for you. And sometimes you have to wait until you get further down the road. And God will remind you that he's always been with you. Because sometimes you don't realize he's with you when he's with you. He's got to remind you later, hey, I was there when you, thought I was, when you thought you were alone. And that is the Holy Spirit doing his work, reminding you that the voice of your captain is always whispering to you in your journey to get you to your destination. See, some of you in this room, you thought like, you thought you were a failure, and later you get down the road and you realize the Holy Spirit said, no, you weren't a failure. You just were outside of your call. You were outside of your purpose. And when you get in your call and you get in what God called you to do and ordained you to do and your purpose for your life, I'm telling you, you can do it with great success. You can't do what I do, and I may not be able to do what you can do, but we can all do what God called us to do. And the Holy Spirit will like speak that to us and remind us of that. A great example is John 12, 16. Watch this. This is the disciples later on, just before Jesus lays down his life. It says his disciples, watch this, didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy, which means they were in the middle of a moment and didn't realize it. But after Jesus entered into his glory, so this is several years later, they're looking back on their life and watch this. Everybody say they remembered. There it is. They remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. See, what I'm trying to tell you is the Holy Spirit is with us and he's speaking to us sometimes about our past and sometimes about the things God has already taught us in our spiritual journey. He's making sure it's like the Holy Spirit Rolodex, like those things are accessible in the moment. Like I think it's good to take notes, but I want you to know that you have a digital processor. You have the voice of the captain in your ear that'll give you a word when you need it, give you a warning when you need it, give you wisdom when you need it, give you help when you need it, give you direction when you need it. Come on, is anybody here thankful for the reminding voice of the Holy Spirit. I know for me, again, where we look back and God gives, God gives, our, God gives my past some kind of context. I look back and when I wasn't serving the Lord coming up and I was doing all the stuff that I was doing to carry on and party and messing, messing around in life and I think about all the stuff. In the time, I thought I was smarter than the law. And I was outsmarting death. I was in multiple car accidents, dry, dry, drinking and driving, driving under the influence, out carrying on, out getting in fights, out doing my thing. And I look back and I thought, I'm smarter than the police and I'm better. I like death can't even touch me. And God came and remind me looking back. The Holy Spirit reminded me, no, you weren't smarter than death and you weren't smarter than the police. I put my mercy on your life because I was saving you for a season because that's what God does. He reminds us. And this is so big. If you're taking notes, you need to write this down. Your memory's tied to your motivation. What, what I mean by that is 
is as we start thinking about 2019, when I say to you, God has something great for you, do you believe it? When I say God's got a destination for you, God has a purpose for you, God has a journey for you, God has significance for you, God has God brought you here in this year, in this time, in this moment to do something great for him. Come on, does anybody here believe that? The challenge is, at least for me, is sometimes even when I, as a Christ follower myself, I've been in this a long time, sometimes I will start to question my qualifications. And any time you start questioning your qualifications, especially for me, is I'll start thinking about my character and I'll start thinking about my capability. When I think about maybe what God has for us, like I start thinking, God, you got the wrong person because I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if that's in me. I don't know if I've got the ability. To, and God, if I, even if I had the ability, Lord, I'm not sure I'm the best person because, Lord, I don't have it all together. God, sometimes I still lose my temper. Sometimes I still lose my patience. Sometimes I still make a bad choice. So, God, you got the wrong person. But here I want you to know, again, your memory is tied to your motivation. If your memory is tied to how great you are, you'll never have the confidence to get to where you're going. But when you look back, come on somebody, when you look back and remember that you got where you are, not because of who you are, but because of who God is, not how good you are because of how good God is, not how smart you are, but because of how wise God is. That's how you got where you are. That's how I got where I am. And when you start to question how you got where you are, you'll question, can you get where you're going? But when your confidence is in God, the Holy Spirit will come and remind you and say, no, it's my strength and it's my peace and it's my, my salvation and it's my help and it's my wisdom that got you where you are. And if the God who got us where we are, come on, then he's the God who can get us where we're going. See, I'm motivated for my future when I remember God's faithfulness in my life, how God saved me, how God's delivered me, how God's restored me, how God's protected me, how God's provided for me, how God sustained me, how God's whispered to me. See, when I look back, I get motivated by my memory because I know God has been good. And since God is the same yesterday, he's going to be the same today and he's going to be with me in my tomorrow. Come on. Anybody here know that's true for you? It's the voice of your captain. God is, Jesus is saying, I'm not going to leave you without instruction. I'm not going to leave you without help. I'm not, I'm not going to abandon you to figure this thing out alone. That in your purpose and in your call and in the year that you have, again, he may not constantly speak to you, but he will consistently speak to you. Which means in the right moment, at the right time, when you need that information, the Holy Spirit will whisper to your heart, about the storm you're going through, about the season you're coming into, about the decision you need to make. Have confidence that if you'll pay attention, come on, there it is, you got to pay attention. Week one, we said wheels up. Last week, we said pack light. Listen, you got to pay attention to your captain if you're going to hear his instructions. And so it's not just, again, he says when he comes, he says the Holy Spirit will not just remind us, but he also, also says he'll teach us. He'll teach us. Now, you got to be teachable to be taught. Let me say that again. you got to be teachable to be taught. If you think you've already figured it out, you think you've mastered life, you already have your journey picked out, you already know when you're going, how you're going, and what you're going to do when you get there, then you're not open to new information. But when you can be humble enough to say, I've not figured it all out, I've got an idea, but there are some, I need someone to fill in the gaps, I need someone to come and, and help me along the way, then you're open to the voice of your captain. Come on. That the Holy Spirit can come and teach you along your route and along your journey. If you're taking notes, his teaching, this is big, his teaching is tied to his traits 
in our turmoil. When the Holy Spirit comes, he said he's going to come and he's going to teach you. But you got to pay attention. Come on, everybody shout, pay attention. you got to pay attention when the Holy Spirit's trying to teach you. When the Holy Spirit's trying to give you understanding. What's so cool is this, is when you look at, again, at Genesis chapter 12, where Abraham gets his call. Again, it's almost like out of nowhere, just... It starts this way. Again, we read it, and the Lord spoke to Abram. And that's all you have. And then he, he calls Abraham to leave, and he makes him eight promises. But then in Genesis 17, five chapters later, but really in, this is about 24 years later in history, the voice of the captain is still speaking. And here's what God says to Abraham Watch this. This is so big. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 and verse 5. Every voice here, read this with me. It says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am, come on, El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. What's more, watch this, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be a father of many nations. You know what you know what God is saying because he's listening to the voice of his captain. When he started his journey, the first time God spoke to him, he got a call. But later on, he got new confidence, which means the longer you'll listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life, the more your confidence can grow in who God's called you to be. See, again, when, when the Holy Spirit comes to teach us, what the Holy Spirit's really trying to teach us is about who God is. Come on, you, can, you can't master God. You've not figured out everything there is to know about God. You can be in church your whole life. You can be Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You can go to revival meetings. Listen, you can't capture God in eternity. God can't be figured out, but he can be known. He came, Jesus came to make the Father known. And so the more time you listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit, he reveals to us the traits of who God is. So Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, the voice of your captain will teach you about who he is. And see, what's so cool is when he finds out the first time, it was just God, kind of this generic title, God called Abraham to leave. And then he comes along later after 24 years of the promise not happening. This is so important. 24 years, nothing's changed. 24 years, he still don't have a kid. 24 years, the promised child's not there yet. And then God shows up and says, hey, I want to tell you who I am. I'm El Shaddai, the almighty God. It was a way of God saying, man, that my power is bigger than your problem. Don't worry that it hadn't happened yet. You may not be at your destination yet, but we are on our way. And it wasn't just a revelation of who God is, but here's what I found out. The more revelation I have of who he is, a better definition I have of who I am. See, if all you know is God, like there's a God up there, then that's all you know is that there is a God and like you're here. But when you start figuring out he's a creator, I start figuring out I'm his creation. When I figure out that he's a father, I figure out that I'm a son. When I figure out that he's a healer, I figure out I can be healed. When I figure out he's a deliverer, I figure out I don't have to walk around bound up by fear, anxiety, doubt, and discouragement in life. When I find out that he's righteous, I don't have to walk around in shame. Come on, the more you will listen to the voice of your captain, in your journey, the more information he will give you about the God you serve that helps you to find who you are to help you get where you're going. Come on, is anybody here thankful for the voice of the Holy Spirit? But here's the thing, when you, when you understand, I don't know if, if you've flown much, but you know, it's funny, like um, 
I like light. I love, is anybody here? I love natural light. Um, we don't have enough of it here in this building. If God ever gives me the opportunity to build another facility, I'm telling you, we're going to have lots of glass. Tim will hate it because he's going to have to clean it, but lots of glass. Like I love natural light. Um, in the morning, <laughs> my wife, we are totally opposite. She can't sleep with light and I can't wake up in dark. For real. So she pulls the blind, like every light, like we cover the light on the cable box, like no light in the room. And then I wake up and, and like, I can't get out of bed in the morning if there's no natural light. And so when I fly, I hate when the person that sits by the window closes the blind, makes me want to punch him in the throat in the name of Jesus. <laughs> like it just gets dark and dreary. I'm like, oh man, we're up, like we're 33,000 feet close to the sun. I can get a tan if you'll leave the window open, like just on this half, but it'll, ha it'll happen. But here, I want you to think about this. When you are sitting back in your seat in coach, unless you're rolling big in first class, that's the case. But when you're back sitting in your seat, when you look out the window, you can only look where you are. You can't look behind you and you can't look in front of you. What you have to understand about the captain who's giving you direction, giving you information, and that he has an access and he has a panel, he's got all of this information and he can see where you're headed. And sometimes you just got to trust that you can't see everything there is to see. You can only see around you in the moment. You can't see your future, which means you don't have the ability to lead your life successfully. You've got to trust the voice of your captain who is where you're seeing and can see where you're going. Come on, somebody. You got to trust him. And here's what I found out. This is so big that turbulence is part of travel. It's just part of it. If you're like, hey, I want to serve God and I don't want any trouble. Good luck. Like I want to follow Jesus. And when I, man, I became a Christian. I thought everything would be great. I thought everything would be wonderful. How many people in this room know when you follow Jesus, everything doesn't get wonderful? Someone's wonderful in, in, someone wonderful is with me in everything that's garbage, but not everything's wonderful. Come on. And the difference is, man, as you go through, and here's what you need to understand is, is that when you are traveling, uh, now I have been through some crazy turbulence, like people, like I could have gave an altar call in the plane and everybody got saved type of turbulence. The type where I, would, I just wanted to make sure I was saved just in case. Lord, just in case. I don't know if I need to pray the prayer again, but Lord, come into my heart. Be my savior. <laughs> This is going down. I just want to make sure I'm dotting out. Come on. I went back to the bathroom, splashed some water on my face. Lord, I don't know if a rebaptism counts, but just in case. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Anybody here been in some rough turbulence? Listen, if you're not saved, you'll, you'll get saved. And if you are saved, you'll double check that you're saved. Come on. There are no Calvinists on rough, turbulent planes. Everybody's, everybody's double checking. Turbulence is part of travel. And in your spiritual journey, here's what I want you to know. In 2019, you'll face some turbulence. But you got to trust your captain knows where you are. And here's the crazy thing about turbulence is sometimes you don't even know it, but some of you in this room, you thought you were smart and figured out life. But you know sometimes the captain, without announcing it to you, will fly above, fly below, or fly around turbulence that you don't face it. I want you to know Scott has kept some of you from turbulent times. And you may say, like, I don't even know why I need to be thankful. If you've not faced turbulence in the recent past, you ought to give God praise because turbulence didn't come your way because your captain navigated you around it. But sometimes I have been on planes and the captain has come on and, and told, him, told us, like, 
hey, we're, we're getting ready to go into some turbulence. And they'll say, we tried to go above it or we tried to go below it. Some of you who've flown, you know this. And they'll say, really, there's no way we're just going to have to go through. So you'll need to sit down, put up your trays and buckle up. Basically, it's going to be a rough ride. What the captain is saying is the only way to get to your destination is through the turbulence. And what you need to know is the only way to get to, your, get to where you're going in 2019, you're going to face some rough air. You're going to face some difficult times. But listen, your confidence is not in the air to bring you down, but in the captain to keep you up. If you'll listen to the voice of your captain, he will listen. He will let you know where you're going, when you're going to arrive, the weather along the journey. But you've got to listen. You've got to pay attention to the voice of your captain. Some of the worst times I've ever gotten myself into is not listening to the whisper of the Holy Spirit. When he told me to do something and I didn't do it. When he whispered me, when he gave me wisdom, when he warned me and I ignored it. Those are some of the most difficult times I've faced. Some of you have faced turbulent, not because God took you through. It's because you ignored the voice of your captain and you went where you shouldn't have gone. In 2019, I'm thankful for all of us in this room. I'm thankful for the promise of Jesus that he has given all of us in this room. You don't have, you, listen, you can be saved three seconds and you have the same Holy Spirit that I have. You can hear the same voice that I hear. You can hear the same voice that Abraham heard. You can hear the same voice that Jesus promised because he promised the Holy Spirit would be with every believer for every moment of their life. If you're taking notes, you've got to write this down. You have to make the choice to submit to the voice of your captain. You've got to make the choice to submit to the voice of your captain. I promise you, he will whisper to you, and he will nudge you, and he will speak to you. But you've got to submit yourself to the voice of your captain. See, again, what elevates Abraham to us today, 3,500 years later, what makes Abraham such an example is in some very difficult and dark and questionable times. When it didn't look this way in the natural, he trusted the voice of his captain. He heard what God said, and he did it. He heard the voice of God speak to him, and he followed him. He heard God warn him, and he avoided an area. And I want you to know in 2019, I'm not going to pray that God will speak because Jesus already promised he will. My prayer for every one of you in this room, everyone in Lawrenceburg, is that you will open your ears and hear what God says to you in 2019, that you will hear the voice of your captain. And here's what's crazy is when, when you travel, and some of you have, have done this before, they have something called... Um, called noise-canceling earphones. How many people have heard of those before? Noise-canceling earphones. I have, my wife bought me these. These are, these are bow earbuds because we got it like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and these are noise-canceling. And so, so I put these in. I normally wear them when I work out. It's funny, my wife bought these for me, but she said, uh, she said I look like Shrek when I wear them. <laughs> They're already speaking to me. When I put them in, they turn on. And here's what happens when you put noise-canceling earphones on. People, a lot of times, will wear these when they're traveling because they'll get on the plane and they don't want to listen to people beside them. They don't want the noise of what's going on around them. But they don't just shut out the noise around them. They shut out the noise of the captain. And here's how noise-canceling technology works. Is that there are little external speakers on the outside of the, these earphones. And it captures the frequencies 
of the resonant sound around me. And then it, it sends an exactly opposite signal. It sends a negative signal for the positive signal coming to cancel out what's trying to get into my ear. And see, the reason some of you have struggled so much in 2018 is because you got your headphones on. And some of your headphones are your friends who are in your ear, and they're canceling out what God has said to you. They're canceling out what God has promised you. They're canceling out what God is trying to whisper to you. No, you just need to date that person. You need to take that job, even though you know that's not what God has for you. That's not who God has for you. That's not the season God has for you. And the reason you're struggling is because you've got all these other voices in your ear that's robbing you from the voice and the whisper of the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised you. Sometimes you've got to take off the noise-canceling earphones so you can hone in, so you can lean into the Lord, so you can hone into His whisper and you can hear the voice of your captain. He wants to remind you of what Jesus Jesus has already said to you, and he wants to teach you some stuff that you never knew. And in everything he says, he's going to move you step by step by step by step to what he has for you in 2019. Is anybody here believing God for the voice of your captain? In a minute, we're going to take communion together, but just before we do, how many of you here would say, Pastor Steve, if I was honest, I would say that I have been ignoring the voice of my captain some. Like I've heard him, I've heard him whisper, I've heard his voice, I've heard his, I've sensed his pull, his nudge, his urge, and I've ignored it. How many people would be honest enough to say that? How many people would say in 2019, as we head into the rest of this year, I want to begin. I'm making the choice to listen to the voice of my captain. Come on. Father, all over this room, God, including me, every hand in Lawrenceburg, every hand in this room, come on, if you're watching at home online, you can jump in on this. Lord, we thank you for your promise that you would send us the Holy Spirit and he would be with us and whisper to us, that he would teach us things that we never knew about who you are and about who we are. And he would remind us. He would give our, our life perspective. He would remind us of things that you've said. And so, Lord, we, we repent for times that we have ignored. And we've, we've allowed the headphones of relationships and friends. We've allowed the headphones of this world to cancel out what you've said. Father, we make a choice this morning to lean into the voice of our captain. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would whisper to us consistently in 2019 and give us the courage and the faith to follow you in Jesus mighty name and everybody who agreed said amen